at the fringes of perception, beyond the boundaries of your mind, just past the glow of the firelight, out of the corner of your eyes, you will find an edge case. Edgecase Podcast coming September 10th. Learn more at edgecasepod.com. This is Macabre Grimoire with Airy Show, Travis Nye. And Robert Maley. Hey everyone, welcome to Macabre Grimoire, Chapter 26, Magic Gone Wrong. I'm your host, Erie Show, here with my co-host, Robert Maley. Hey, hey, hey. And Travis Knight. Hey. Does that sound... Let me read you that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds better, I guess. Nice. All right. So, yeah, um, I think last episode we'd cover tarot. No, wait, we covered something else, and then it was tarot before that. Last episode was uh, Edward Bernays, That's the right. father of propaganda. I feel like I don't even know what like the last four episodes were, because I've been so scarce around right, here. Right, right. Um, but you? every time I have every time I have breakfast now, I'm like, fuck you, Bernays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in the dark. <laughs> He's like the guy that's like... What the father of like propaganda? He invented. He's Sigmund Freud's nephew who invented modern propaganda. He's the reason that food, because pork producers wanted to sell more meat, so he this got. This guy's like my new best friend. So he got do- <laughs> he got doctors to sign off on is a hearty breakfast better than a light breakfast? Oh uh, yeah, with a like random survey and then used that to be like doctors say you got to eat some bacon. Nice <laughs> and. And then he got women smoking because before him that was considered super taboo, and uh, he so he at a women's suffrage rally parade thing he had the he hired a bunch of models basically to walk around smoking with their liberty torches liberating themselves by doing this act of defiance and made a whole he made sure like all the major like net or news providers at the time and stuff like that were all there to like capture it and wow i really feel like we should restart this thing with previously on macabre yeah, grimoire right. previously on macabre grimoire yeah. there you go so then all this and then the cool sound effect yeah there you go damn you bernays yeah. <laughs> and now gun, we are here put yeah. the gun down <laughs> I still and don't now know what tra- that has to do with bacon. Now the dramatic conclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. This week is actually not about Edward Bernays, believe it or not. Oh. This week we're going to talk about magic gone wrong, or as Travis Moore bet, death by magic. I like it. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, as Travis can attest to, performing magic is not without its... Uh, it's it's hazards now because you're here and i had an you know like blessing on this apartment done before i moved into it by a priest <laughs> so i'm pretty sure you're not a ghost or some kind of spectral entity correct so i'm assuming you're not dead no nope. so you have not died by said magic or my magic is greater than those who have put the spell on oh your magic place. is like death proof you're, yes. you're like a lich awesome yeah. a lich yes, yes. It's a and d character creature that uh, is a basically a powerful wizard who just extends his life forever. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Absolutely it is. I am. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. So they look like zombies, but they're like hyper-intelligent and like really, really powerful. Oh, yeah. See, so you lost with the hyper-intelligent. I want to be a lich. <laughs> I kind of do too. That's that's what I'm hoping I'll get out of the whole uploading my consciousness at some point. You See, you got to drop the spell and you're good. Just yeah. let it happen, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's what the guy trying to get into my apartment to curse me would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Treachery, most foul. <laughs> uh, back to our topic here. So yeah, magic is is not at all safe. I mean, Travis, do you have any choice stories? You, I obviously like where I was going with that whole thing is. Yeah. You've never died from magic, but have you ever gotten like seriously injured? Yeah, she. Yeah, um, what she said. You know, not seriously injured. Uh, obviously, I do some like real life stunts, like mm-hmm. the fire eating. Um, that has like a very edgy possibility. Like the the basic thing behind fire eating is that if you don't control your breathing and the heat or the flames close to your mouth. When you actually inhale, the heat could go into your lungs and collapse your lungs and suffocate and die, like reverse vacuum effect. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, that's never happened. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's never happened to me. Um, but, like, I have had some from it um, because there's one where I actually hold the torch by my teeth, so the flame is actually being pinched by my teeth, sure. and I have to look up because the heat rises. Yep. And... Uh, I don't look up high enough, so, like, the t- the center part of my upper lip gets burnt, and then I get, like, a this cool, like, hard beak for, like, two weeks. Oh, my God. Because that gets burnt pretty good. Um, and then the other one is I was actually doing a commercial for Intec cleaning. Yeah. And they had to get the shot of me, like, lighting my arm on fire, oh, like, yeah, 20 so times in a row. No. And, like, by the time I was done, like, it looked like I just had severe chemical burn on my arm. Jesus. From using the fuel. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't fun. And then plus the, the fuel just, like, actually dried out my pores and my skin and yep. all that stuff. So then it just, the burn was worse. Oh. Uh, uh, any any uh, long-lasting side effects from the whole weekend on, or 24 hours on a bo- bed of nails thing? You know, I mean, it took me, like, three days to start walking right. Like, I hadn't either been... Like, I was... It looked like I rode a horse, like, for weeks, okay? Um, like, because Damn. from from laying flat, like... That's true. That's my, true. My hips and everything had, like, pretty much just seized up, and I couldn't support my own weight when I got off the bed of nails. Oh, my God. Uh, which I didn't know until I actually tried to stand up, and we had the wheelchair nearby for that reason. That's good. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the worst part about it was that it didn't actually puncture the skin anywhere laying on the bed of nails just sure. because, you know, the weight distribution, right. whatever, science. Um, but from all those little pressure points, it actually created blood blisters as soon as I got up. So I had thousands oh, of blood blisters on God. my back um, because the blood rushed to those points where the blood couldn't go for those 24 hours. So then oh. you should have done, like, a really cool, like, so, like tic-tac-toe or, I don't know, like, yeah, the dots. I, I could have. Like I don't know. I could have. I think I have photos of that still. Like when I initially got up, so it was pretty cool. So, what's your insurance policy like then on that stuff? You know, I have a two and a half million dollar insurance policy on the venue. Okay. <laughs> but none on me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I actually did it at the uh, Badlands Pond when I was there, and I remember when we uh, set it up, they had a Maserati parked right next to me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it was for sale as a pawn shop. I don't know how they acquired a Maserati, but whatever. Um, when, at the end of the 24 hours, we took that 100-pound rock and we crushed it with a sledgehammer, 
Uh, so, like, we had to put up, like, pipe and drape to block the car a little bit. But, like, oh. I heard, like, the rocks hitting the car. And I'm like, I hope I don't need my insurance to repaint yeah, a Maserati. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that scared me a little bit. Uh, and then just getting up and then learning how to kind of rewalk so I wasn't all bow-legged. That sucked. Oh, man. And then, um, of course, I didn't, I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom, so I had to take precautions for that with a catheter. Um, so that was fun, doing that myself. Not really fun, but uh, it's part of it. It's all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Wait, wait, wait. You did... You used a catheter while you were on the bed and nails? Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I actually had the bag tied to my ankle because I was wearing pants. Sure. With the hose going down, and I was so worried that I was going to puncture it. Oh, fuck Like, as yeah. soon as I had to go to the bathroom, I'm like, I don't care. Give me a knife. And I God. and then I fed the hose into a bottle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, no way am I going to lay here for 24 hours and pop this bag of urine by my leg. Yeah, shit. <laughs> and so... Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was like, in the moment, like, you don't know what to expect. You're just going to hopefully figure it out along the right. way. Right. I mean, thank God you didn't get the poos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably the, the one thing that was the most discomforting for me is when I eat uh, light bulbs, mm-hmm. eat glass. It's a real light bulb. Um, so the first time I had ever done it, like for real with a decent chunk of glass was live on stage. Cause it's not something I really wanted to practice and it's become one of the things that I do the most now. And so mm-hmm. every time I do it, I increase the amount of glass that I eat cause I got more comfortable with it. Sure. Uh, I found that if I don't, or if I eat too much, it takes me forever to chew and then it's boring. Yeah. And so there's a time where I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to rush through and swallow it. And yeah. it, was, it was a little uncomfortable coming out. Uh. Um, because I didn't quite grind it down to that fine powder it needed to be. Um, so that was less than pleasant. Yeah. So. Talk about sacrificing for your art. Yeah. Doctor know what you do? No. A matter of fact, like the first time I went to do the glass eating thing, I found a cavity in one of my back teeth that I chew on. Yeah. And so I'm like, I was telling Zach, the guy I was doing the show with, I was like, dude, I can't do this because if I get glass in my cavity, I'm going to be like. Yeah, in pain. pain. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to the dentist. I'm going to have him yank the tooth. And so it's like, well, we we should be able to fix this. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I need it out. What's the healing time? And they're about two weeks. And I'm like, well, I'm about 10 days till I do a show. Um, this is what I'm doing. And I explained to him that I eat glass. I'm like, well, we don't recommend that anyway. Well, duh. <laughs> I'm like, That's right. Why it's a trick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm like, right, I get that, but I'm doing it. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just need to Doctor's know that. Like, we... I, no, you're 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 just like, okay, that's that's good that you had you know you've had your yeah, say. Let's get the disclaimer out. Yeah. Now, uh, help but yeah, me, help me do this dangerous thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think you understand how I make money. Just let's just right. Yeah. Like some people, you know, do it a little bit disrespectfully. I yeah. eat glass. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was really paranoid that the the hole when they pulled the tooth wasn't going to heal and close up in time. I'd get a right. piece of glass in there and then they'd heal over it and I'd have glass It would have been a lot faster for them to just give you a filling on that <sighs> on that tooth, you know that? I know, but I was afraid that, like, chewing the glass, it might not be able to handle it and it'd be terrible. No, 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 and so no, I'm like, no, just no. get rid of I it. I think you should have really talked that out with your, with your dentist. Yeah, well, I didn't really have one or insurance, so I just went with the cheapest route possible. All right, that's fair. Yeah. I think I paid, like, 200 bucks for him to just yank the tooth. Right. I'm like, just get it done today. Wow. Because the filling would have taken, like, another, like, six days or something for them to schedule. 
which was oh stupid. they couldn't do that feeling like right then and there right like I like I went in for the initial consultation like gotcha. I just called them saying to make an appointment like what are we doing today I'm like pull it yeah I'm like well let's talk about it. I'm like no pull it and so that's what we did sweet yeah so now you got a hole in your mouth yep but now I can eat light bulbs whenever Yay. I want now your art won't suffer right <laughs> just my fart <laughs> <laughs> But that's so then so like no other injuries or no not really um a matter of fact we had mentioned it earlier pre-recording talking about illnesses and a sinus infection and i really don't know what the symptoms of a sinus infection are uh but i've been i do the human blockhead where i take a long four to six inch nail and put it in my nose god damn it yes <clears throat> and um <laughs> for some reason like i haven't done it for like three months but like almost Three to four times a week, I'm getting, like, a severe nosebleed on that side of my nose, and I don't know what's causing it. Like, it's just a straight pour. And so I have a show tomorrow, actually, that I'm doing it in, and I'm hoping I don't pull it out to a, just a solid nosebleed, because that sucks. Well, save that for the last thing in your show. Well, that's kind of anticlimactic for what I actually do at the end of my show. Like, cool, Blood I just did this huge extravagant thing. your nose, thing. or... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just take it out of the show, but I really don't want to. I like it. (laughs) The one that I'm actually working on building up to, and I actually bought the hose right before the nosebleed. Yes. um, Is feeding the the aquarium hose through my nose and out my mouth. Oh, no. And then I have like another 40 feet of hose that I wrap around my body, and then I feed it up to a tank on a ladder. And I put a glass on the floor, and I turn on the spout, and then this hose gets like, you can see the fluid going through the hose and i pose like a statue and it shoots out of my mouth like a like a oh my God. like a statue and i fill the cup <laughs> that's, that's so you that's like it's impressive but it's, it's still... yeah like so i gotta figure out that if i'm gonna be able to do it or not oh you should really talk to a doctor <laughs> and the last time i talked to you you were like oh i'm getting better had this crazy nosebleed, and now I'm better. Now right. you're not better, you liar, liar, pants on fire. Well, you know, it's kind of what I do to my wife. It's like, should you be doing this? Yeah, it's fine. Have you ever done it before? No. That's <laughs> a liar. Yeah. Now I'm just going to have to stop by and get donuts more often. Right. To basically nag at you. Right. Yeah. Not a metaf- metaphorical donut, a real donut. Like actual donuts. Yeah, because I work at a donut shop. Yeah. Okay. And the best fucking donut shop in Sioux Falls. Oh, man, so that's much. fucking... We have the F word to that. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, that means, that means it's serious. It's wow. it's serious. It's very serious, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I've put together this list of... Obviously, Travis, thankfully, is still with us. I am. But I've put together a list of some magicians who were not still with us, and not just because a whole bunch of these stories are from, like, the 1800s or whatever, but uh, here's some magicians who died... Uh, and some of these are current, like fairly so, recent. Yeah. I was I was shocked at how many are recent. Yeah. And then there's one that's not on this list, so I don't remember the name, but I was telling these guys before the show recorded about there's a video on YouTube you can find of a guy that you does know. a trick where he power saws his, uh, like pretends to power saw off his wife's head while she's in a box, basically. And the whole like trick or bit to it is that she like contorts up and gets out of there and then puts a mannequin head up in the head part he got stuck and wasn't fast enough and so he 
proceeded to cut his own wife's head off on stage in front of everyone. And Isn't she screaming, though? Yes, but that's part of the act. Oh, no! <laughs> Along with the spraying blood. There's no, they need a safety word! I mean, it's too late now, but that's why you have safe words. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh. But yeah, so ma- magic is a full contact sport, apparently. It's oh. true. Yep. So here, here's our first example. PC so- Sorkar, uh, it's not always the trick itself that takes the life of the performer. This magician, he uh, was very successful in the Asian circuit, and on January 6th, 1971, he was performing his normal show of wonder and amusement. During the show... In uh, Ashikawa Hokkaido in Japan, uh, something terrible happened. Sokar suffered a heart attack on stage and died suddenly. Sokar was known for stepping outside of the magician's box, even going so far as to create his own illusions, known as Idra Jal. The legend of the magician was lived on by his sons. So, you know, that... I don't know. That one's just dying of a heart attack on stage. That's not... I mean, that's dying on stage, but it it's is. not quite like the, the act like got him. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, But that is similar to kind of like how Houdini died, because he didn't die from a stunt or a trick, really. Kind of died he... from a complication like three days later. And <laughs> yeah. It, and it's not 100% clear that it was a direct complication of that, or is my understanding? Yeah, so it's basically appendicitis, right? Um, but a stunt that he did or a feat is like he could take the blow of any man, to, like a punch to the gut, Yep. and somebody had kind of like sucker punched him backstage and uh, ruptured that appendicitis and then later on stage collapsed and then was taken to the hospital just, it wasn't the Detroit hospital, just outside of oh, sure. uh, Detroit about 15 minutes, and then that's where he died seven days later. Oh, that means he was um, septic and had to go yeah. through awfulness. And that was in, like, 1926, so yeah. there's not a whole lot of medicine for that. So he right. just had to sweat it out. So, yeah, another yeah. cause of Shitty really kind of dying on stage, technically, I guess. Kind of. Just he suffered a little bit for his art, and then he really... Yeah. Suffered. So our, our next, uh, next sad story is Jay Rayburn... Hoper, who was an artist who liked to take his escape tricks to the next level, uh, he attempted to escape from handcuffs and chains while sinking to the bottom of Winona Lake in Indiana, and he was unable to complete the trick. Damn it! Drowned. Uh, yeah. It's just like they didn't have anybody nearby to like. Well, I wonder what the circumstances were on that one, right? Because right. it's it's in the. 84? Yeah, that's a pretty recent yeah. one. I don't but. know if you've seen uh, Now You See Me 2. I can't remember the ma- one of the actors' names in there, but the idea is that his dad died doing this kind of similar stunt where mm-hmm. he was yeah, I saw that one. in the uh, safe or whatever, and then it was dropped in the river and then had to escape from mm-hmm. it. But he had a pick right. that went into a secret hole that unlocked it, and that's not far from the truth how a lot of them work. Right. And nope. so that'd be crazy to think that that thing is getting flooded with water and you have a minimum amount of time to actually unlock it from the inside right and if that goes wrong from water pressure or anything like that yeah. like that's that's why i could never be a magician is the setup for me to do something like that would have to be there's literally like an elevator to a lower room where i like sit and drink mountain dew and like <laughs> eat some potato chips while the thing fills with water and then i pop up from the other side it's like ta-da I need, like, a David Bowie, re- like, replicator thing so that I could just, like, not well, be back, there. Well, back to Houdini, his water torture cell where he'd hang upside down. 
uh, and then go into the tank of water. Didn't, back in that time, a lot of people died trying to like emulate that. Yeah, yeah. And the stupid thing is, like, after all those people died, he came out and admitted that there was a secret way out of it, like in some reporter's interview thing, that he could hold his breath for three minutes. But for the other, like, 10 to 12 minutes that people thought he was in the tank, he'd just be backstage reading the newspaper. <laughs> See, yeah. That's... Yeah, and nobody knew that prior to that, so they're like, oh, I could do that, and then they're just... I could hold my breath for 10 minutes. Fuck. Oh, yeah. No. Well, it was nice knowing you. It's like replicating a recipe without knowing the ingredients. Cause I, had a, I had a friend that did that, because I used to make this veggie, this, like, veggie pizza, where it was um, just, like, puff pastry with, like, a cream, like, cream cheese mixed with ranch on the crust and then various chopped vegetables on top of it. Well, she just saw the white stuff on top and assumed it was mayonnaise. <laughs> and so she just bought a jar of mayo and just slathered the mayonnaise on top of it. So she's like, I made your veggie pizza. I'm like, oh, cool. And I tried it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, She's like, well, you use mayonnaise, right? I'm like, God damn it. No. And no. No, it's... No. <laughs> a no, a no. Mayonnaise has a wonderful taste when it gets warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, let's just not eat this because how long has this been sitting out? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, good times. So Tommy Cooper was a character who uh, liked to mix his love of magic with a little prop humor. And, uh, you know, audiences loved that for 16 years, apparently. During one live televised performance on April 15th, 1984, things... We're going wonderfully. Cooper engaged the audience as he normally did with a joke and tricks, uh, and they were landing left and right. Suddenly, amidst his performance, he collapsed on the floor, gasping for air. The audience, unaware of the real situation, laughed. The sad truth was that Cooper was uh, another again, once again suffering a heart attack that was brought on uh, back. That was that. Uh, sorry, he was suffering a heart attack and was brought backstage to allow the show to continue. By the second commercial break, Cooper had already passed away. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, Poor that's another one. Yeah, that's another one that's a heart attack. But the, on live TV, it's like, ooh, yeah, right? God. Yeah. Heck oh, of a way to, a heck of a time to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to slaughter this this name because the guy's from Sri Lanka. Uh, Janaka ben Basnayaki? Basnayaki. At some point, magic became less of a cheesy parlor tricks and more about accomplishing the impossible. For the Sri Lanka resident and uh, fairly unknown escape artist and magician, his magic was uh, to defy logic and beat David Blaine's record of being buried alive for six days. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> he intended to do so without any of Blaine's provisions or, for that matter, any means of sustaining his body's need for air, food, water, etc., uh. <laughs> After seven and a half hours of being buried three meters or ten feet below. Jesus. Ten, ch come on. <laughs> Dead people aren't even that deep. No shit. No. Why? why? And Blaine wasn't that low in the ground cause from the top. Yeah. It was just yeah. a clear glass coffin. Because it was a clear glass thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and three hours in? Or what would seven it? And seven, seven, seven and a half sorry, hours. Sorry, seven and a half hours. So it was definitely a suffocation <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. Goddamn. And, you know, the, the thing with Blaine, though, like, a lot of his is actually body conditioning, much like Houdini did it. Yep. Um, so Blaine did a TED Talk that's never been publicly shown, like, those in the TED Talk 
Did the, the secret only... order of magicians silence it? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, he basically oh. said, you know, like, I'm not allowing this to go public. You're not allowed to record this, so on and so forth. Uh, he did a interview with Tim Ferriss. Okay. Um, and then him and Tim Ferriss talked about it because Tim Ferriss was oh. at the TED Talk. And so he talks about the art of holding his breath and how he trains and conditions his body. And so in this TED Talk, he actually taught the audience how to condition their body to hold their breath. And it was reported that most of the people in the audience, after about 10 to 15 minutes of conditioning, could hold their breath twice as long as they could without doing those exercises. Jeez. Nice. And so I was like, I need to learn how to do this. <laughs> and I, I have scoured the internet everywhere, and I cannot find these oh. exercises. Like, it's old, like, yogi exercise, like, yoga oh, people yeah. and stuff that yep. do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't find it anywhere of, like, what he actually did. Because, of course, people who do yoga don't hold their breath. No, but they do practice controlled breathing. Right. And so that's basically what it was. Um, like. So maybe it's like, okay, so, like, you practice your exhale, like, two seconds out, two seconds in, and then you increase it to three, and then four. Yeah, kind of. Some of the things that I read, though, like, because he talks about his being underwater, that he basically inhales and then blows all the air out as fast as he can. And this basically flows all of the carbon monoxide out of his lungs and his blood. Yep. And brings in nothing but fresh oxygen. Um and you still get that feeling of losing your breath. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just your body's re- muscle reflex saying, you know, you're going to die. Right. Um, he goes, but honestly, this doesn't mean anything. This is just your body's fear mechanism taking over. Right. He goes, if you can push past that little bit of pain, mm-hmm. that oxygen is still in there and you're going to be fine. Right. Uh, most people just can't mentally get past that point where their body's telling them they can't make it anymore. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, and so I thought that was interesting, too, that just the idea of over oxygenating your blood and he goes you get like a totally euphoric lightheaded feeling when you do it <laughs> um, so he's basically making himself high off oxygen nice <laughs> so and then that's how he just does it yeah 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 that's right kids you can get high off of oxygen actually you can get very high off of oxygen yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Don't know what you're doing and water oh yeah we yeah. can get high off about anything it's true there's like a whole cracked article that's like even kindness that's yeah Sorry, I get high on life, man. I had to do my plug. <laughs> okay, so our next case is, uh, we're just going to go with Joseph Gilbert. Uh, he's a much longer name here, but we're going to go with Gil. <laughs> so at the age of 52, Gilbert took his act to a vaudeville theater in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh, the Wizard of Wonders planned to perform his most notable trick, a milk can escape trick. What he wasn't aware of at the time was that during transportation, uh, that the can he was going to escape from had become dented. And uh, when it comes to death-defying tricks such as this, the slightest imperfection can mean death. And in Gilbert's case, it most certainly did. During the trick, the magician was unable to open the dented can that he needed to in order to escape, leading to his drowning. Mm. Such a confined space plus drowning. God, that like yeah. the fucking worst. Since he's no longer with us, I think I'm going to take his name of Wizard of Wonders. There you go. I think I like that. That's going to be my new stage name. Mm-hmm. Does it say which year that was? It doesn't say what year that uh, is. At the age of 52. Yeah, he was 50. <laughs> that's, right. all, that's all we know. It says vaudeville, though, so this is like teens or 20s. Yeah. Sure, sure. John Miller, uh, known to the world of magic as Balaburga? Yeah, let's go with that. 
Miller had just taken his act to Brazil to show off his prowess as a magician, and it was there that he learned uh, the volatility of the craft while attempting the moth and the flame illusion. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the names, when you know the outcome is kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. God. Which he purchased from Harry... Uh, anyway, a guy. Miller Not Houdini. Put, yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw the Harry, I was like, Harry Houdini? No. It's like a, it's like a tease. Anyway... So he, he bought a trick, and the trick requires the use of flammable gas bags for the explosive finale. Nothing can go wrong there. <laughs> uh, but before the trick could be completed, one of the bags exploded early. Miller succumbed to his injuries on stage, along with his... Oh, he took out his assistant, Lou, mm. as well. Poor Lou. With explosive burning gas. That's mm. that's not good. That's the way to go, though. Fire? No, that's not the way to go. Oh. Yeah, that's probably not a good... But, I mean, he's got stories now. No, he his, doesn't. His friends have stories now. <laughs> his friend is dead with him. Oh. Uh, so his his friends' friends, his extended family. Yeah. Maybe? Three degrees of third degree burn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No. New episode title. <laughs> Here's a good one. The Black Wizard. Uh, oh, God, a bullet catch. See, I figured this list would be like 90% <laughs> bullet catches because that... That one is so infamous for yeah. There's been quite a few killed. who actually died from a bullet catch, but uh, especially you know because back in the day when everyone was carrying guns, it was really easy to get the old uh, "Hey, catch this!" Yeah, right. Oh god. So uh, yeah, bullet catches everybody knows already are fucking awful. If you watched the movie, the uh, is it the Prestige? Yeah, the Prestige. Yeah. They talk about because he does one because he needs the money, but it's like. Even his partner is just like, no, we should not be doing this because it's bad juju. Anyway, right. <coughs> so in 1820, <coughs> excuse me, was not as careful as he could have been. For instance, he may have wanted to ensure that the person firing the gun, his wife, oh god, <laughs> didn't want him, didn't want him dead. Whoa. Uh, the pair performed the trick in 1922, and instead of firing a wax bullet as she was meant to, the wizard's wife swapped it for a real bullet and shot her husband dead in front of an audience. Man. I want good. more of that. We need to do an episode on the Black Wizard, because I... Damn. That's... I really think a wax bullet would do damage, too. Like, I'm sure it comes out in pieces. Or, or melted. melts. Yeah. But you... I would still think it would hurt. Well, yeah, even even like blanks, if you're fought, shot close enough, people don't realize, can really hurt. Yeah. It can, it can like, injure people badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph W. Burns. It's not uncommon for people to try and mimic uh, former greats of the field. So Burns really wanted to attempt to become the next Houdini. For the escape trick that would put him above Houdini, Burns had himself buried under three feet or one meter of dirt. Better than ten feet. We're getting better yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. A little smarter here. Uh, and 6,000 pounds of... Con- okay, Okay, no, so let's not, take a step not back. Better. Not better. Not, not better. <laughs> <laughs> what Burns did not account for was that the weight limit on the... Oh, God. Why would you use a plastic coffin? Oh, God. Let's try to save money. He he went over budget on the concrete, and now he's... That's when he used a plastic coffin. Yeah, so... Buried under three... Plus the, the concrete... What? Why? You're already buried underground. The, the, the concrete can do nothing but complicate it. So I don't hear someone buries himself alive, and then someone buries himself alive under concrete. I'm still like, 
Either way, that's terrifying. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. So I have a hard time understanding, like, I don't know what year this is. I'm going to look it up and we'll come back to it. 64 years after the death of Houdini, so... Okay, so 26 plus 64 is 1970? 1870. Did he die in 18... 19. 19. Sorry, 1926. Okay. So 1970? Something like that, yeah. Is that right? This has been... We do math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels, that feels right. That yeah, feels well, right. let's go with that. Let's okay, with that. the viewers will ne- or the listeners will never check. So, nineteen seventy. There's roughly uh, there's got to be nobody makes coffins out of plastic, Maybe. so he had to have had this. I'm custom guessing made. he had one like custom made. Why wouldn't he just use? I know. Even like one with like a regular like burial vault or something like that. At least have... a padded interior, like most, which uh-huh. I don't understand, but yeah. All right. And here we are with our, our favorite magician that we did a, a previous episode on, Mr. Chung Ling Su. Who I actually, I knew really nothing about prior to that episode, and now I'm, like, fascinated. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. So he was performing a at the Wood, Wood Green Empire in London. Uh, he merged with his Chung Ling Su character after a malfunction. Ooh. Yeah, he was. That was a bullet trick, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that famously, someone crying out, "Oh my God, something's happened! Lower the curtain!" And everyone thought it was. Yeah, and if you listen to our Chung Ling Su episode, you know that he was like fake Chinese, and he was speaking gibberish to people to like convince them. Like his whole life was oh. dedicated around this. Like basically, he's like the, probably a huge chunk of the inspiration for the Prestige with the whole like. The guy being so dedicated, he lives his whole life around the persona he creates for his, like, stage performance. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of where they got the idea from. But a less racist version of that. (laughs) (laughs) Very low-key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Christian Bale, like, doing, oh, me, you know, just like a fake, like, Asian stereotype for that whole movie instead? It would be terrible. I'm surprised yeah. it's not like a spoof spinoff yet. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's politically incorrect enough nowadays with the, the climate that, uh, yeah, I don't even think you get away with doing like a skit, like a satellite <laughs> skit about it. But yeah, so people were shocked when he spoke English after he got shot. I was like, hey, this is all that. Get me out of here. Wait a second, he speaks English? Like. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my favorite parts of that story is the getting the Japanese guy to serve as a translator. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? So he'd speak other gibberish back and then turn it into English. So that, right, yeah. right. God, that was such a good story. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my last one on my list here is this uh, Charles Rowan. Uh, Rowan, otherwise known as Carr the Mysterious. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Was known for his ability to escape from straitjackets. Oh, I remember this one now. During his performance in 1930, Carr put on a typical straight jacket and signaled to an automobile to speed towards him. Of course. The vehicle reached a speed of 45 miles per hour while Carr struggled with his straight jacket. In a tragic twist and unintended ending, well, obviously, Jesus, Carr was struck by the vehicle. Some reports claim that his leg was severed as the car passed over him. But all are in agreement that Carr definitely died. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeez. So, yeah. Some heavy stuff. Travis, take care of yourself. Good God. Well, you know, I, I got to push the envelope. I got to find out how far I can go. Just nudge it. Don't shove it. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ron, Ron, <laughs> Ron knew Axe past us. So she's like, I've got this really great idea to strap myself to a bunch of propane tanks and no. I, I, I do have a couple good ideas that I want to try out that I am excited for. Um, one of them was inspired by Harry Houdini with the whole milk can escape. Uh, because as we read, the the one failed because it got dented and they couldn't open the hatch to secretly escape. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so every version of that requires it to be completely covered by a curtain or something so <laughs> the magician can escape or take a breath or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, so my version is completely out in the open on public, like I could do it on the street with no sure. curtain. Uh, basically where my hands are bound above the lid through little holes. Yeah. After it's filled with water, I go in, submerge yeah. in the water, the lid goes on, my hands come out. My hands are handcuffed. The lid is shackled on. Yeah. And so I have to basically pick the locks off the handcuffs and then pick all the locks on the lid and then remove the lid before I essentially drowned. Yeah. Yeah. So that one does not require any type of curtain. People can actually see what's going on the entire time. Oh, so that's good. We get to watch. Yeah, you get to watch my hands flail and hang. Um, so that's one that I'm really excited about. I would have a mallet nearby to, like, bust you out. A mallet? <laughs> he gets stuck in Harry runs out there and just a little one whamming oh, <laughs> all I hear is a loud echo inside like oh stop it and you're like I could just pick this if she'd stop hitting the sides of the can scare me and I drop my lock pick set oh god yeah <laughs> oh no it'd be like after like the appropriate amount of time has passed yeah right uh, but this one here I can't afford. I've looked, and nobody is willing to, a metal fabricator is willing to make this for me because they don't want to have their name on something that could potentially kill me. All right, that's fair. So I'm going to have to make it myself, and I'm just going to, which is questionable, um, but I'm probably just going to do it out of the blue 55-gallon drums, uh, the plastic ones. Oh, sure. Uh, a little bit easier to do myself, and hopefully it works. Yeah. Did you, did you talk to Vern's? Yeah. Who? Burns Manufacturing? Yeah, I've talked to quite a few of them. Either they don't reply or they're just not interested. Okay. So. Okay, we'll talk later. A, a steel one would look pretty BA. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that's what I really want to go for. Because I'm shocked, because they've built some incredibly dangerous custom things for my dad before. So, I'm just like, really? What is your dad into? Farming. <laughs> oh, all right. Ah. Um, so yeah, so there's that stunt that I really want to do, and then the other one I was inspired by Six Flags because they put out a a public challenge for people to sign up and go to Six Flags on their Fright Fest Halloween weekend thing, and spend thirty hours in a coffin, and if you could do it, you get like a thousand dollars or something like that. Oh sure. I'm like, yeah. So of course I I emailed them and did everything I could possibly do to be like, I will do that for forty eight hours. On a bed of nails in a coffin, <laughs> and I didn't get a response. So I'm like, whatever. Oh, so I might just have to. Crazy. I know. So I might just have to do this myself. <laughs> right. And that might be my next coffin or my bed of nails challenge. Yeah. Um, to where there's nails on that I'm laying on and on the lid. So when they close it, I'm completely surrounded by nails. Oh, God damn it! Of course, there will be breather holes and everything else in yes, there. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. So, I think that's kind of the next direction I'd like to go. Uh, more of a community idea. I would love to do it as... Uh, we come together as a community to brutally like, <laughs> yes. assault you. <laughs> I would like to do the bed of nails as like a food drive challenge. Like how much weight of food can I handle? Oh. Like a box laid on top of me. Of course, it has support so it doesn't tip over. People just donate food to increase the weight. Sure, sure. I think that would be a great way to do it. But like how much weight? The world record is 1,700 pounds. 
and it was a giant sheet of ice, and they had to put it on with a forklift. Okay. I would be worried that the forks would crush me because the guy operating it would be an idiot and not know what he's doing. And yeah. accidentally pushed down instead of lift. Yeah, it's up. like oh. highly trained magician who's been like physically conditioning and training for this for ten years. Killed by his, Hank, his, forklift yeah, operator. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. team of highly trained specialists, <laughs> and because of union rules, who's putting the ice block on him? Hank. <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> Hasn't even been to rehearsal yet. He's just doing it. He just got asked. I worked at Hercule for four years. <laughs> I've barely been drinking this morning. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's two of my challenges I'd like to do. Uh, I'd love to do, like, a fire walk. Again, D, uh, downtown Sioux Falls, uh, the company, corporation, whatever, they won't allow me to do that downtown. What? I know. I was pretty disappointed with that. Um, I can't Do they remember. not understand how fire walks actually work? No, apparently not. I can't remember the guy's name who runs DTSF now. Um Sure, but I, I know you're... Yeah, about. so anyway, like, he was supposed to be my, my go-to guy for this because he came from Colorado and was open-minded, really excited about new ideas, and he's, like, not safe. I'm like, right? Uh, that's the draw. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let me do it, yeah. and no. Someone might get hurt at this, you know, physical endurance stunt. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to try to find a private lot or something like that and still eventually do it. But I think that'd be easy enough to get a couple of landscaping companies to donate the sod and whatever. It doesn't burn the concrete and yeah. all that good stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. so three stunts, firewalk, coffin, bed of nails. Doesn't KSFY have that little like atrium area outside or whatever? I would, I'd th- I would think they could do something for me there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't be know. Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. The original 24 going to do was supposed to take place in front of uh, the state theater and somebody else was supposed to sponsor it and that kind of fell through but they were going to make it a huge event with like all sorts of crap going on and uh, the only problem there was security I didn't really trust anybody to not pee on me downtown if they were drunk on a weekend or something yeah. and so I'm like let's avoid that <laughs> so I was happy I did that inside But that's a good call yeah yep so where did, where is your wife during those challenges? Uh, not present. She does not like them at all. Yeah. Like she does. Like, no, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Even most of my shows, like my live like theater shows, mm-hmm. she will not come to because she knows I do stunts in them. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Wouldn't you rather be there? Like, if something happens to me, rather than get the call, like, hey, he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. You're. A dick. I just realized. <laughs> I just realized you would have actually. You're not even. That's not even hyperbole. You literally would have had that conversation at some point with your partner, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> She's like, I have made my choice. Right, yeah. Wow. But, you know, whatever. And my wife gets mad that I run a podcast studio out of the apartment. Well, I feel a, like she's getting off easy. This is a cancer zone, <laughs> Rob. This is a cancer zone. Look at all this tech around me. Hey, can't one man's cancer zone is another man's Faraday cage. That's, I suppose. That's fair. I don't even know how that... Right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> science yeah pseudo science pretty much <laughs> oh uh the other thing with the bullet catch uh so david blaine recently recreated that you guys probably seen it yeah i heard about that um so if you haven't seen it you need to because like he does like the whole high speed time lapse videos and stuff and like the science behind it and uh so he actually does take a bullet to the mouth like that's real Ugh. it's from an olympic 22 rifle that is 
crazy accurate. Yeah. Yep. It's just all on a tripod and stuff. And the first time that he did it, uh, nobody would pull the trigger, so he ended up having to tie off a string and then pull it himself. Oh, are you effing kidding me? And they had a laser scope on it, and he had a, a mirror or whatever pointed at him so he could see the dot hitting God the steel it. cup in his mouth. Are we sure that's not a gimmick? Because I can't believe no one would, like... Eventually, after he did it, somebody was willing to pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, but when he does it on stage, he has to do it himself still because nobody wants to kill him live on stage and be another story. So, um, so every time that he would breathe or like move his arm, his body would shift a little bit and that dot would go outside of the cup. Oh. And so he had to really train to like not move his muscles at all inside the cup in his mouth. Uh, but Penn and Teller actually made a huge, huge, like, public announcement and everything else, kind of, like, cursing Blaine for recreating something that so many people have died on and that oh. more people are going to want to try. Yeah. But Penn and Teller, they have a, like, very... They have a bullet, bullet catch. catch, but admit that it's a trick. Yep. They said that when they when Blaine took something and made it so real, like, the broke down the science and the slow motion and stuff... Now more people think that, oh, this is possible. I will recreate this and uh, come up with their own flawed versions. And yeah. Mm. Oh, so, um, the amazing Jonathan. Yes. Um, he's amazing. no longer performing. He just quit. He went, like, he went back on his tour last year yeah. and then canceled it halfway through because his health just couldn't yeah, keep up. Yeah, because Dominic was watching YouTube videos of him this weekend and just laughing his ass off. And uh, we did some research on him just to see, like, is he still performing? Because I hadn't heard about yeah. him in forever. We found out that he was doing intermittent, intermittent tours, but yep. he had a heart, he has a heart condition where his heart's only, like, operating at, like, 15%. Yeah. Which is, like crazy low yeah and um he had, it sounds like his heart condition was similar to what dominic's dad had so it's just so he was very so then he did, did deep dive research on like all this yeah health stuff but, but yeah it's kind of like interesting like i don't think i don't know if that's i think that's probably more genetic than it is yeah he is. i mean amazing jonathan has a pre, was pretty rough on himself mm -hmm. like he was like the rock star with magic as mm -hmm. far as like the parties and like all the drugs and stuff like that, oh and that's boy. just who he was. Sure. Yeah, and that took a toll on him oh, himself yeah. over quite a while. And uh, so he he took probably like five or six years off, something like that, not performing because of his health was so bad. And when he came back, uh, like the first half of what he performed was in a wheelchair. Oh my god! <laughs> but he would still do some of like the same jokes and right. acts and stuff like that. And while he still had like he was still hilarious. Uh, like the energy levels wasn't there right. and 90% of his audience was other magicians that knew him oh. and like was like this guy's amazing like, I'm so excited he's back like yeah. it was a huge thing in the magic community that the amazing Jonathan was back oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah he just couldn't his body couldn't handle to finish out his tour Aww. most of his shows though were in Vegas because that's oh. where he lived yeah, yeah, and yeah. so he was trying to keep it local the best he could right 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 that would suck to be like to want to to be born a performer to have this like driving you to want to perform, but your body's like, nah, bruh. Right. You gotta, you gotta take it easy. Yeah. There's no way to like get it out. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of performers like uh, Lance Burton. He's kind of like my big inspiration to starting into mm -hmm. magic. Mm -hmm. um, when I was talking to him, he basically flat out said that he quit performing because he started to see cracks in his performance. Oh. Like holes and stuff where he just didn't have the same quality of show that he did when he was 
like really into it. Oh, okay. Um, and he wanted to be remembered as that, you know, his best performance and not slowly dwindling out. Gotcha. And, sure. Yeah, so he's kind of left this legacy of being one of the best performers and not remembered as one that kind of fickled out. Right, right, right. I've never used that word, fickled. Fickled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a word, but. Yeah, yeah. So I fickled. Don't know. I, know. I don't think it is. But uh, maybe uh, trickled. Are you taking a photo? Trying to. No. Right, do I need to like lean? Is my head in there? <laughs> Your little eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the uh, little bug guy on a <laughs> bug shield of a truck. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's the cutest... Okay, so we were driving around downtown and this little bug at the window and his little antennas were so cute because they were like flapping in the wind <laughs> like he had long hair and I was like loving it. So I was trying to get video of this cute little bug <laughs> but my phone wouldn't focus on it. I'm pretty sure the person next to us in traffic was like, why are you recording me? <laughs> but I'm just like, it's just a really cute bug on the side of the window. I don't know what it is. While you were loving it, he was like, oh my God! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me! Freaking out. <laughs> but it was adorable. His little antennae were just like flapping in the wind. And oh, aren't you cute? He was so cute. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> he just caught a ride for a little while and he flew away. All right. So fell away. Fell away, probably. I don't know. So, anyways. Anyway, uh, thank you once again for tuning in for another episode of Macabre Grimoire. It's been Harry Show, Travis Nye, myself, Robert Mailing. Uh, you can find out more about us at uh, sue-empire.com. Uh, if you like what we do and want to support the podcast and, uh, you know, want to get us out there doing more stunts with Travis or do some kind of like ghost hunt trip or something like that, uh, supporting the Patreon is the best way to make that happen. So be sure to head on over to patreon.com slash Falls for the Sue Empire Podcast Network. And, uh, yeah, support the show that way. Otherwise, uh, it really always helps to get like a good review or just word of mouth or just sharing the post. Uh, thank or you. Com comment what you want me to do for a stunt. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, what do you want Travis to do? What what crazy shit should Travis do? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. really willing to just throw myself out there. So <laughs> he is but an instrument of your will. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, so thank you for listening to everyone or thank you for listening everyone and we will see you all next time bye macabre grimoire is a production of the sueempire.com learn more at macabregrimoire.com No.